Welcome back to our music, our music, I should say, our book talk segment of the program. That was music we just heard. Anyway, we're great to welcome today a man who's written a very interesting, kind of a fun book, and uh, you've probably seen him on TV as well. He was uh, on Jeopardy. He's a uh, 12-time champion on Jeopardy. We'll talk about that if we have a couple of minutes. But he's put this book together, and it's called The Ultimate book of pub trivia by the smartest guy in the bar. We're joined today by Austin Rogers from, I believe, up in New York City today. And Austin, good to talk with you. How are you? Doug, thank you very much. I am up in New York City. My former hometown area. I grew up in Long Island, but always good to talk to somebody in New York. How's the city looking? Any better? <laughs> the city's looking great. We are on the upswing. Everything is feeling and looking great, other than the miserable cold, which you are not experiencing. That's the only thing. I don't miss that. But I do miss the city. I have to get back up there. It's been a while. But uh, but you grew up in New York as well, and uh, and you've done uh, these uh, uh, trivia nights, and that's kind of led to this book. Uh, we'll talk about the Jeopardy in, in a few minutes, if you like, but uh, that's kind of where it came from, right? Just you're running these uh, these pub trivia nights as in a bar, bartender. You work in a bartender, right? Yeah, Doug, uh, they're one in the same. The Jeopardy and the pub trivia are all part of the same uh, overlapping matrix, you know? I've been hosting pub trivia for 15 years, long before I actually ever started bartending. And um, all those questions and that knowledge and that synthesis sort of led up to being uh, adequately prepared for Jeopardy. And so they're all, they're all part and parcel of the same sort of unit. Were you one of those kids? I guess you know, I, know, I think of myself as being somewhat like that. Just the, the you read the papers when you start to learn how to read from back to front, sports page, and just kind of remember all useless. Uh, you think it's useless at the time, but it isn't. Uh, it's paid off for you, at least in this book. But were you one of those people that just kind of remembered things easily growing up? Absolutely. Open up the daily news and go straight to the box scores of the, the Yankees and the Nets and uh do my Mattingly's and my strawberries right. and my Dykstra's and my Randolph's, right? Because I'm a child of the 80s. And I was also the guy, uh, I was also the nerdy kid uh, memorizing the names of all the dinosaurs, the World War II aircraft and the, uh, the horsepower of uh, 1980s supercars. So all of that, that love of knowledge and that love of learning and that love of memorization for the sake of it, because you think that the stuff that you're learning about is cool, well, that transfers over into the real world, and it transfers over especially into the trivia world. But it can't always just be that, because you've also got to have, you know, the stuff that you see on the streets and the stuff that you experience in life, not just the stuff that you read and consume that way. So trivia's got to have a lot of that memorization and a lot of that what have you learned, what have you read, but it's also got to have a little sprinkling of the what have you seen, where have you been, what have you eaten, what have you done. And you kind of break down in the book as well. I mean, there's different categories, obviously, of, of these uh, quizzes. And I should say there's over uh, 300 in here and 300 different types of quizzes and 3,000 3, questions overall. But uh, to make a successful trivia night, which which you are an expert at as well, you, you have to have some kind of structure to it, right? It just can't be random because I think that's where uh, a lot of these uh, you know trivia things at bars or restaurants kind of fall apart a little bit, right? It gets a little dull. That is absolutely correct, Doug. That's where you fail. Uh, you've got to keep everyone's uh, personalities and their current, uh, their journeys in mind by catering to diverse groups of people to make sure that diverse groups of people can get together and uh, hang out and all contribute. 
maybe even contribute equally. You know, if I'm going to ask something on superhero movies, uh, the next round I'm going to ask on baking cookies because <laughs> I, uh, the person who bakes cookies and the person who watches superhero movies may be two different people. Hey, if they're one person, even better, you just hit the jackpot. But if they're two different people and they're on the same team, well, now we build a bridge because the superhero movie guy is kicking it out of the ballpark and then knows nothing about baking. But then the girl who's always home baking, and that's her main passion and her hobby, she kicks her out of the ballpark on um, baking, and now that team together, they just create a little super team, a little superpower, just because their knowledge, uh, while disparate and different, uh, coincided in this one little encapsulated trivia round. Yeah. Again, some of the categories of, of the different quizzes, uh, random stuff you might know. That could be just about anything. But then you go into U.S. history. You have uh, uh, bad movie descriptions, uh, before and after. I like that uh, one. I did a few of those uh, myself. Uh, of course, you mentioned the Yankees. You got one just on the Yankees. So you just got about the uh, run the gamut here, but you put it in kind of a unique way, uh, a fun way, too, uh, where it, uh, like you said, just keeps it interesting, keeps it moving. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to keep it moving and um and that's one of the parts of the, the book, too, is uh, how to keep it moving because the final uh, component of the book is it's a how-to. It's, it's a trivia book. It's meant to be fun to ask for friends and relatives and open up and learn something new. But also, it's sort of a how-to business book. At the back of the book, I tell you how to take these questions and how to take the philosophy of the really variegated trivia night and go knock on the doors of your local bar and your local pub and say, hey, I can do this. Because the expert taught me, you know, and I'm the expert. Alleg- allegedly, the book says I'm an expert. <laughs> Books lie. No, I think you are because uh, you've really put it together in a way where you actually, like you said, if you, if you do this, follow your uh, format here, uh, you can make this uh, into a kind of a part-time gig, right? I mean, go around to different restaurants or bars and offer to put it together for them or, or run it for them, and, and you can make a little money, right? Yep, absolutely. It makes some extra cash in pocket, but also help a business drive revenue and off hours. And I know so many people have taken that little cottage industry of knocking on doors and walking up with a microphone and made full-time, full businesses out of it. And uh, more power to you because being a nerd is cool these days. And uh, But everyone's a different kind of nerd. So if you want to go out there and just do that hardcore sports one for your hardcore sports fans, Knock yourself out. But I think it's more fun when we get more different places looking out at us. And to do that, we get more different kinds of questions, speaking to more different kinds of experience. Yeah, no doubt. And before we run out of time, I know we have limited time today, but of course we mentioned Austin was on uh, Jeopardy, won uh, a lot of money there as well. I go back originally, Austin, a little older than you. I remember the Art Fleming days of Jeopardy, and then of course uh, Alec Trebek took it over, uh, I guess in the early 80s. uh, when he did it for over 30 years, we, we, we miss him. It's still going strong with the show, though. I guess it's one show that'll uh, just keep going forever, right? Yeah, absolutely, because uh, you know the old adage, content is king, and Jeopardy has the best content and the best writers and the best producers, and it's the best-run show, and it's all about the contestants. And when we have super winners like Matt and Amy over the past year, uh, that whole uh, dark spot of the new host era washed away immediately by the strength of these super good, super charismatic, super talented contestants. 
And uh, while we'll never forget Alex, who is literally the greatest of all time, we also still love and respect the show. And uh, as Alex always said, the show must go on. Yeah, and I always heard, I think he even might have said in interviews, that the test, just to, the written test, just to be get right past the first uh, round of interviews is tougher than anything he ever took and tougher than maybe being on the show itself. Did you find that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is there is no harm in uh, being a one-and-done Jeopardy contestant because uh, it is not a cliche to say it's an honor just to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, tens and tens and tens of thousands of people take the online test. Only like five or 7,000 people get an in-person audition. And then every year, only like 300 or 400 people get it on the show. The level of attrition is intense. So just to make it on the show means you are really, really, really special. Yeah. And I think that's great. No doubt about it. Well, we're just about out of time. Again, the name of the book, The Ultimate Book of Pub Trivia by the Smartest Guy in the Bar, the full title. Austin Rogers has been our guest. And Austin, give out your website or where people can get more information on the book. Yeah, absolutely, Doug. It's austinrogerstrivia.com. If you want to reach out to me for any more points and tips and trades, and if you want to hire me for a corporate event, but also the books there, uh, go to your local bookstore. Buy the local book of pub trivia uh, at your local bookstore. Go to indiebound.org, and that'll help you find a local bookstore. Let's keep our money in our community. I agree with that full, wholeheartedly. But, Austin, great talking to you. Hopefully we can do it again, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Great, Doug. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America. 